Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, Parlor, and Instagram. And of course, be sure to visit www.mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host Matthew Perkovich and this is episode number 338. Releasing today April 8 in Australian cinemas is Ascendant, an Australian-made sci-fi thriller that stars Charlotte Best as Aria Wolf, a young woman who finds herself abducted and trapped in a rigged elevator and has to find the power from within to overcome captivity and become her true self. Impressive in craft and engrossing in its world-building story, Ascendant also marks the directorial debut of Anthony Thurlong, who I'm happy to say joins me now on a Matt's Movie Reviews podcast. Anthony, thank you very much for joining me. Yeah, hey, nice to meet you, mate. Thanks for having me. So it's really interesting reading up about this movie. The initial idea you had for this film, um, I read that you were in the elevator one time, you're heading to a meeting, and a maintenance man was repairing the elevator. And from what I could read, it seemed like it was while the elevator was in um, operation and that whole kind of scene and that whole kind of experience really stuck with you and so how, how did that kind of spark the genesis of the movie that we we've seen today yeah i think i think the first thing was um <clears throat> you know i'm afraid of heights yeah me too um and so um uh, seeing someone have that level of control um over a contraption that um, people, you know, get in and get out of every single day all around the world. Fascinated me, terrified me at the same time. Um, and he, look, he was just, he was, he, obviously there was nobody in the elevator that he was controlling. He was just maintaining it and making sure it was all working um, to, to the level it needs to be um, and all the safety standards required um, to make sure that uh, it works and operates um, uh, for the for the building. And um, yeah, I just, I sort of, there wasn't really at that time because it was like 12 years ago there wasn't a film um, ever made with this sort of concept except I think a 1950s movie called The Cage yes I think it is um, and uh, I mean 1960s or 70s I can't remember now it was black and white I think um, and so um, look it, I just thought wow this is really relevant today um, this is something I'd really like to do Um but, you know, it's taken me all this time because, look, I've lived around the world. I've, I've done a lot of business around the world. And um, film was always something I really wanted to get into. But it, it's a difficult path uh, for most. And, um, 
uh, for all of us. And so, you know, some things just take a lot longer um, than others and uh, eventually got there with this. Um, but I think the big thing, the big difference between um, the idea of just someone being confined and trapped in an, in an elevator is to create greater character, greater depth to the story. Mm. What can you do more than just a person trapped in an elevator? What's the backstory? What's the life? Where is it going to go? Where do you want the characters to go? Is there a possibility of it ever being more than just a one-off um, film? And that's the sort of evolution that comes after, um, the, you know, the initial seed idea of hmm, someone trapped in an elevator. And I think that's really important for people to understand. This isn't a novelty movie. It isn't just about, you know, a woman trapped in an elevator kind of thing. It's, it's, there's world building happening in the film. There's seeds being planted for future films. It's, uh, from what I read, the beginning of what could potentially be a trilogy. When That trilogy idea, how soon do you start fleshing out all these other concepts surrounding the film? Um, does it start with the character first and then that character kind of like what, what you talk about with the character kind of creates the world building or does the world building influence the character? How does it, how does it all kind of work out with you? Yeah, look, I started, I started probably a year ago on the second script um, although, you know, um, I would say there's lots of stuff I want to do. I've got a, I've got a few books coming out next year as well being published mm. um, on very completely different sort of concept type material. Um, those ones are actually more family um, orientated um, stories, um, which I'd like to turn into films down the track. Um, but for this particular character, um, let's, let's see. You know, this is a journey. This is a journey as it would be like for a born character um, who is trying to find answers, who's trying to find who they are, what they're meant to be. You know, while she starts to learn about who she is and what her past is, there's just so much more to this story. Um, I haven't really quite fleshed out and I've left it hanging. You know, is it the future or is it the present that yeah. you're watching in this film? So you don't really know whether it's the flashbacks are actually the present or whether they're the past or whether what you're seeing with the character in the elevator is the future or whether it's the present. So I've left that as a, you know, a, a key sort of story twist idea for the second, the second script. Um, but, you know, on a sort of a world building element, you know, the visual effects are extremely important to me. I love them. I love them myself in film. But what I don't like is if, they don't marry well with a story, a good story and a good character and a good emotion. Emotion is critical um, to me um, in this movie, um, into any movie I would want to do or any story I want to do. Um, you know, it's, I, I think I've gone to so many big, big films and you come out a bit tasteless after it going, that was amazing visual effects, but that's all I got out of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I was quite, dis you know, quite disappointed. So, you know, we always look at these things as a cinema goer. I do first especially when I'm looking at my material. Um, you know, what would I like to get out of this? And, you know, maybe it's because I'm a father with, I've got four children. Um, you know, when her character, her father's character, how she relates to dad, how he relates to her. Um, and, you know, there's a bit of that in me as well. It's, it's, it's that struggle of father, you know, especially a father who's had to lie to his daughter for so long um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in their life. Um, you know, it's that reaction that you, you have to do, that protection that you also go through, which I think sort of adds another layer to this story. 
I'm curious about the film's title, Ascendant. Now, original, mm-hmm. the original title of the film, from what I've found in my research, is Rising Wolf. And I think that, that, of course, has to do with the character's name being Aria Wolf and a lot of the things that happens with her character. When did it mm-hmm. just, that switch happen to Ascendant? And that switch to Ascendant, yep. does that kind of tie in a lot of ways with the whole kind of world-building thing? Are we going to see if future movies made with this storyline, kind of like other the film titles, also to kind of like be in the same kind of theme of what Ascendant is? Yeah, so, um, I mean, that's a really good question because uh, I don't know if you know, but Samuel Gold, we just did a press release yesterday. Samuel Golden Films have just signed a rest of the world deal for this film. um, And they're reverting. They would prefer to revert to The Rising Wolf, which was that sort of working title we had. Mm. Um, You know, because obviously her surname is Wolf and Rising has something to do with not just the fact that she's trapped in an elevator going up and down and, you know, at the mercy of these these uh, these terrorists, but it's um, it's also there's a very I guess soul spiritual um, sort of re- uh, not reincarnation, but that sort of style of concept behind the word rising as well. What does it mean? It's a you know it's that story of a, a of a girl who's had to become you know this who she was born to be and um, and something she never thought she was. And so there's a lot there's a lot of lot of lot of sort of interest into into the word rising and rising wolf being being the character but also you know wolf relating to the pack of wolves and how they operate as a family you know protecting their young and all that kind of stuff and so um samuel golden preferred to go with that title and um, whereas maslow and myself we really liked the word ascended just because it had a lot more um sort of world building elements to it but it also you know had something to do with ascendant it, it still has something to do with a lot of you know, astrology and things like that, and uh, what it means to people, characters, and and and, uh, and this particular character. So, yeah, what the title will be will be, will be that's an interesting one. I don't know. Let's talk a bit about Aria Wolf, played by Charlotte Best. I read that like you saw over one hundred actresses for the role. Uh, Charlotte Best, terrific in the role. I mean, she's on. She's in on the frame in the frame of the film like the majority of the time. She really has to yep. hold the screen it's also quite a physical performance as well when people see the film they know exactly what i mean like especially in regards to kind of like the gravity the elevator all the stuff that's going on there it's really quite impressive actually watching it Mm. um what was it about charlotte that really uh spoke to you especially in regards to her portrayal of aria yeah it's um look it's a you know for for the rookie filmmaker um it, it was quite an experience i have to say um to go through the process to see how intimidating it actually quite is, the casting process for actors. Um, you know, I really felt for them because it's a real, um, oh, it, it's, it's, quite a, it's quite an unusual process, I have to say. I would not like to be an actor, frankly. I just, I, I really feel for them because they have very little prep time when it comes in to do an audition. Yeah. They don't know the people they're coming in to audition with unless, you know, they're you know, familiar with the casting director. Um, or they've worked with the people before, um, which usually they wouldn't do an audition if they've worked with them before. But um, so for me, I really take my hat off to every single person that auditioned for this film because they were all amazing. Um, and what I found quite interesting about the process from a director's point of view is you start to narrow down something that doesn't really make any sense as to why you're narrowing it down. Um, 
and, and so you, you do have to look at yourself as a human being going, why am I picking this character? For what reasons? What am I trying to say? I've got three daughters, you know, and I do think about things like that. I've got three daughters. What am I trying to, to pick this character? Because there was a lot of great performances in the audition, I have to say. Brilliant performance. So then you sort of start to narrow down what you're looking for in the character. You know, you know so for me, it was really important that Arya has a Scandinavian um element to her and I don't mean by just hair color having blonde there which is very stereotypical but um, you know the, 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 the character she plays is a very big well-known character in the world in many mythologies around the world whether it's in China every every country every country around the world has a, this character in their in their history or myth, you know a myth, mythological character um, because you know in the end Arya Wolf is to become the most powerful woman on the earth and that personification of it. And so uh, you sort of get this idea in your mind as to how you need them to look because of where your center point, where you're, where you know in the next story and the next story where they were created. Um, and, and that's when it comes down to, you know, you're down into five auditions left. Mm. Um, and then, you know, it's meeting, it's working, you know, you, you meet them personally. Um, and, you know, I just felt, you know, Charlotte is an extremely uh, private person. Um, she's very quiet. Um, we, you know, we talked about it. I talked to her about, you know, that this is a really, this is going to be an extremely intense 20 days. Um, you know, and I, I did, you know, spoke, I think I, I've spoken about this before, about Ryan Reynolds in, in the film Buried. Yeah. And, he, you know, he did a great interview about um, the stress he went under, um, the emotional stress to just be in that state for the 17 days he had to do. And so he's a well-seasoned pro actor. And so, you know, I was conscious, you know, Charlotte has done a lot of television um, uh, performances and but nothing quite to this level of stress and emotional stress that she'd have to keep herself in for most of the day. But she was totally up for it. And, you know, we really just hit it off. And, you know, I, I just found her, you know, very likable. I felt I really, I could see that she could do this. Um, and I really, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think, I think it was the best decision I, I made, that's for sure. Um, when I asked if she could come on board and she accepted and it was just, it was a tough 20 days though. Tough, tough for her, tough for me. It's not, it's not easy to be a director um, working with someone who needs to be in an emotional state for 20 days. It's, it's quite, it's quite in your face, you know. A theme that I took from the film is that of potential. Um, I think sometimes people feel trapped and they have to undergo hardship to truly become who they really are. Um, is, was potential kind of like a theme that you were kind of playing with in regards to this film, considering the things that Arya goes through um, and also what the conclusions of her hardship is at the end of the film? Yeah, look, I, I, I think it's a really important thing. So, for example, you know, this, um, this is going off track a little bit, but I'll give you a perfect example of how I would view a character and how they need to deal with hardship. So, for example, when I was writing uh, um, uh, this script a long time ago, my daughter, Kaya, tripped over my computer cable, landed on her, uh, bit her into her tongue, oh. blood everywhere. We had to rush her to the hospital. 
my wife was so controlled and amazing. I was running around like a headless chicken. And here I thought I'd be the controlled human being. Um, and, and so that, the, the reason I say that is we never know what we're going to be like in a situation of panic or drama or stress. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we don't know how we react to circumstances. And for, you know, for me, I look at that. I always use that, even though it's a little bit, I try to make it a little bit comical and my daughter is fine. She's amazing um, now. But that stressful moment, I looked at it and I looked at myself and I was like, you know, that was quite interesting. It's not something I expected um, in myself. Um, and so, you know, I look at that with character. I even look at it with Johnny, um, who did an amazing, had an amazing performance in this. And that was a really difficult thing for him to do when you've got no one to play off either, you know. So he's the same. Neither Charlotte or Johnny ever worked together on this. Mm. All his performances were done um, on camera. And then the rear, rear projection was added later. And then Charlotte had to work off his performance on a screen with an earpiece to be able to listen to him. So... Um, so for me, yeah, it was really important to apply that, you know, learning who you are through an, a stressful environment, um, getting stronger, becoming, you know, the woman that she knows, you know, I guess she doesn't know, but inside, I guess she learns what she's going to be. Um, but she's still uncertain by the end, end of the film. There's still going, there's still so much more to tap into, which the script gets into a lot more of the psychology, the stress. You know, you're gonna, she's going to have elements of, of, of flashbacks as well, whether I tell it in the present or the past. Um, you know, that whole sort of cabin fever of being trapped inside a, you know, in a such a confined space for so long. Well, what's really interesting to me is that your own story in regards to this. I mean, you're yourself, you yourself are going through your own transition into film world and filmmaking and your background is in um, finance and investing in which you've been very successful in um, and now not only are you directing the movie and writing the movie you actually opened up your own uh, studio um, daydream films um, you're yeah. now making films um, particularly high concept genre films which to me is just like music to my ears because I've always said that um, when it comes to Australian filmmaking, um, a lot of bases are covered, but I feel like <clears throat> one that isn't covered is the high concept genre film, which is a shame because we have the talents, we have the crews, uh, and you know that because so many people, um, especially from the States, come to Australia to make exactly these kind of films, but we're not making them ourselves. Um, so when it came to Daydream Films, how, how long ago did you know that this was something you wanted to do? And when what did you feel the time was right for you to take that plunge and take that transition and really kind of, you know, um, going step into a new world, um, which you're doing right now with the release of Ascendant? Um, look, that's a great question. And I, I think you're going to find a lot of actors and a lot of filmmakers feel exactly the same. Um, same way as you. I mean, Alex Proyas is a good example. I think that's how you pronounce his surname. Um, is a good example of a homegrown um, director who did high concept material. Um, you know, had high high concept ideas, um, and you know, ended up having to go to the United States to continue on in that path. Um, I think we're in a much better place in the market here in Australia. Look, you have all the stars are here. And yeah. let's face it, look, they all, they, always, they all do their little independent Screen Australia kind of movies, um, and then they leave. They all go to L.A., and they hope to get their break, and they all got their break. I mean, Chris Hemsworth and Hugh Jackman, you know, they all got their, you know, their world status working on American films. 
Um, but they're here now. They've done they've done the big American thing, and I think it's really um, a great time for everybody to start making um, Australian films. And that doesn't need need to be just you know Australian you know stories. But I mean, I I can't see why you can't create a superhero character here or a zombie movie here or anything else that the British. Um, have been doing so. I mean, Americans have been doing it, and they're the best. You know, uh, at that sort of comfort level of doing anything, creating anything that they think is crazy or whatever. Mm. But I mean, I, I look at the the British model similar to here, except we're in the infancy stage. But the you know, you look at twenty years ago uh, in the UK, um, they didn't do anything. I mean, they were struggling like um, they had a very sim- similar um, to very independent, low budget sort of movies. They never did anything big. And then that sort of transition started to change. And now they do everything. Now they can do um, everything from a zombie movie to a, you know, a science fiction film. They do everything now and, and nothing's stopping them. And I think Australia really needs that, that energy. It needs, it's got the talent, the visual effects, the directors, the writers, the actors. They're world class. They're as good as anybody in the world. And some of the biggest movies um, ever made are either, you know, Australian directors, cinematographers, um, visual effects companies, or, or actors and, 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 and writers. And so, um, so the question is, why can't we? Yeah. Um, and I think I, I'm hoping with a lot of these American films coming in at the moment, they're starting to see, wow, you know, we can we can make every American film that we've always made here in Australia. And I think that's why that. Is it the, the head of, of, is it Disney that's coming over for the next four or five years to do, um, and, you know, a heap of their, um, of their movies? So I think it'll, it, it'll train, you know, the global investors to look at Australia and look at um, Australian uh, productions as um, an international um, sort of acquisition, I'd say, because, they're, you know, they're always investing into the idea of the story. Um, it's an acquisition from their mentality because they have to invest and look at the risk of every project that they would do. And look, that's how I look at look at films here. You you have you know, there are, Screen Australia are there for a lot of those films that um, may not get the mass market that an investor would need to feel comfortable um, because they look at returns. Um, and I think that um, Australia definitely has tools to make high-concept projects, without a doubt. Well, you're also very fortunate in now where we are geographically, considering when something like COVID does hit, we can bounce back rather quickly. And something that we can do that, unfortunately, people over in the UK and the US can't do is go to the cinemas right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that uh, with Ascendant, you especially want people to watch this film in the cinemas. Um, the visuals scream out for that, the story screams out for that. I'm just curious, and when it came to the first time you saw the film in the cinema with, a, with an audience um, for the first time, what was that experience like for you to see your vision on the, on the, on the screen, a film that you made, you produced, you wrote, um, being shared with an audience? Um, what was that experience like? Um, it, it's probably not I think everybody else was more excited than I was, that's mm. for sure. Um, uh, I Look, I've seen this film probably about a thousand times at this stage. Um, and the we had a sort of a hybrid cast and crew, you know, private premiere um, there last, was it last week, I think it was. Um, and all the cast were there and uh, a lot of the crew that could make it because some of them are up in Queensland and, they, you know, they couldn't get down. 
Um, and then some family members were all there. And look, everybody was super excited. But look, in being the writer and director, you're always going to be critical. You're always going to be sitting there staring at it going, you know, I wish I did this. I wish I'd done that. I wish I had more money for this. I wish I could have done that. And, uh, and you know, you, 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 that's, that's the nature. And I think you'll find if you ask every director, if they're going to be honest about it, is it's, it's quite a... It's it's very it is very nerve wracking. It's very um, you're putting your heart out there for everybody to look at. I mean, you really are. And I mean, I it's 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 funny. I I'm being a hypocrite here when I've walked out of a film, you know, a big budget film, and I'm like looking at going, God, that was that was rubbish. That was terrible. And then I have to check myself and go, that was hundreds of people's work, hard work that they put all their emotions and excitement into. Um, and then so I look at my own and, and it's very intimidating. I mean, it really is. I think it, when you learn the process and how difficult it is to write a script, write a script that people would may want to see or will want to see, and then go through the process of making it and collaborating with all these great people who bring their emotions and ideas together, it, it, it really opens your eyes to how you look at films for the rest of your life. So I, I look at movies very differently now than I did before I did this. I look at them and just all I can see is the amount of work that people put into this, the talent that was put into this. Um, and, you know, there's a, just a greater amount of respect that I have for the process. Um, uh, but I find it extremely intimidating because it's, um, you're, I'm, putting my, I'm putting everything I've dreamt and created and wanted to do in my heart and work and blood, sweat and tears into a project and it's going straight out there today in the cinemas and um, yeah no doubt there's going to be people who I hope will love it lots of them and then there are just going to be people who will probably be similar to myself you know a few years ago just walk out and go yeah it's not for me but that's that's the movie business you know so for everyone out there listening out in Australian cinemas today Ascendant go out watch it in cinemas um, support Australian film and for my listeners in the US it looks like uh, there is going to be a release date of July 16 um, over there theatrical release um, and from what I can read um, Rising Wolf might be the title we're going with um, Not are we 100% on that for US release uh, Anthony? Uh, look, uh, yeah I think I think they are um, I just at this stage it's, it's literally we just signed the deal on Friday Thursday Wednesday um, and so I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I think the only thing they may, they may look at changing it, depending on how the box office results go here in Australia and New Zealand, because it's crossing New Zealand as well today. So make sure everyone out there in Australia to check out Ascendant in Australian cinemas. Um, and Anthony Furlong, I thank you very much for your time today. Um, and congratulations Thanks. with the movie, and I wish you nothing but the best with the release. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot.